0: your business will only be as healthy as you are personally. So like you got to deal with your own sh- stuff. <laughs> you know, you got to right. deal with your past and, and that, that will translate into your business. You can't
1: Welcome to 7 to 8, our special series on 7 and 8-figure speakers. In this interview series, some of the hottest speakers in the industry who've made over 7 figures in a year or less will uncover their twists and turns in their adventures, helping you to avoid the potholes and stick to the fast track. Welcome now to Centre Stage, our next guest speaker. Hey there, peeps! This is Michelle Nedelec, and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Matt. Matt, thank you so much for being here with us today.
0: Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. Good to meet you. Yeah, you too. So give us five thousand today.
1: Hey, cheers! Coffee in the morning. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Give us a five thousand foot view of who you are and what you're doing for business.
0: Yeah, so I'm a husband, father, Northern Colorado entrepreneur, business leader. So I'm a serial entrepreneur. And um, author, keynote speaker, a coffee addict, and Spain, Spain aficionado. I love Spain and the culture, everything about it. And uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. So those are my my wow. all-encompassing things. That's kind of my daily life, right? It's it's family, it's business, it's helping people, hanging out, drinking coffee, and sharing stories, and uh, helping people with their leadership and their business.
1: Oh my god, I love it! So how did you yeah. get into leadership as a thing?
0: Well, lead, leadership was interesting. I I found I was pretty good at business. I had a knack from it from from my early childhood. And when I started my first company in '05, uh, I was 22, 23, and the company grew real quick. But I had this revolving door of people. And uh, a guy pulled me aside one day, and he's like, "You really suck at leadership." He's like, "You're not good at you know leading people, inspiring people, really helping people see the vision and where you're going. Like you're you're going where you want to go, but you're not bringing anybody with you." So that that started a journey for me about 10 years ago of of really trying to figure that stuff out.
1: Wow. So what'd you do?
0: <laughs> you know, I just, I went back to square zero. I, I realized, so, you know, as a kid, I, I started a little lawn mowing business and I was really good at marketing sales, connecting with people and just like, you know, setting a goal, grinding and driving really hard, accomplishing that goal and then going on to the next thing. And that's what I did in 2005 with, with my painting company. So I set, like I set goals for myself, for my company, but I didn't Understand that, hey, like these, you know. I thought people and I, I really treated people like cogs in a wheel of business. You know, show up, do your job, make me money, and and that was that. But it's like, no, these people have families and lives and goals and visions. And if we can really dig into that with people, story story exploring, and um, really help them understand what they're a bigger part of and how I can be a bigger part of their lives. that's that's where the magic really started happening in business. We got a lot more traction, a lot more scale. And I was really able to step out and see the companies grow without me having to be there, just micromanaging everything like the control freak that I am. And uh, some of us are that <laughs> what? might be listening I've never
1: been that way before about. in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An entrepreneur it's, it's a that's a control yeah. freak. What? That doesn't yeah. happen. It's a, it's a journey.
0: No, no, not at all. And it's just people, you know, people are, it's, um, just people and humans and behavior. It's one of the most interesting things that you can study and dive into and continue to study. And like you're, you know, once you get better, you realize there's just this, this more levels to it. And okay. it's just a journey that starts with your first step. And um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty aggressive, hard driving entrepreneur. So I'm hard to kind of stop, hit the brakes and somebody really kind of check me and tell me when I'm doing something wrong. But I had a, I had a good friend mentor, he he had no problem doing that, and he let me know very clearly.
1: <laughs> you you know who your real friends are.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, he did. He's like, hey, whatever so. you're wearing
1: right now looks yep. like shit. Quit doing that.
0: <laughs> He's like, you better knock that off. Knock it off, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was awesome. So, is that kind of the pivot point for when you when your business started to really grow and and get some teeth, or?
0: You know, yeah, and and I um I share I'm really. Um, careful and conscious about using the word growing a business and and scaling a business. So in 2005, I got laid off from a corporate mortgage banking job. Absolutely hated it. It was, you know, shirt and tie, do what you're told kind of a thing. And new bank president calls me and fires me one day. And uh, it was, you know, it was pretty ugly. It was the best, worst day of my life. And um, I went out and I knew from nine years old, I went lawns, shoveling snow, and then a four-year uh, kind of JV experience working with a college painting company in college, I was just really good at X's and O's, right? So I'm going to go out. We did half million dollars of business, three quarters, you know, boom, boom. We're grow, we're growing, but I'm doing everything. Yeah. I can't get out of my own way. But I was hiring people, like I'm bringing people on. I go, here's your job description, here's your money, here's you know, here's everything. Um, go ahead and do that. And then I'm I'm going to so I can go over here and free up time, right, to be more efficient. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Hey, what are you doing? Hold on, let me hold on. Let me just do it. And, and it's totally disempowering. It's totally debilitating and humili- humiliating and everything. And they're like, "Well, shit, why don't you just do it, man? See you later." Bye. Yeah. So yeah, so was... that I realized like I'm working doing everything. I have people doing things, but it's never going to scale like this. You know, it wasn't right. until that gentleman said, "Hey, you know, did you ever think you were the problem, the common denominator? You're you're the bottleneck in your own business?" And I spent from, gosh, 2012, 13 to, to 2016, just really digging in, really giving people space, really letting go, letting, letting go of that, that tight grip. Um, and then we kind of tested it out 2016. Uh, my family and I went to Spain for two months in the summer during, during the busiest season our painting company had. And it, yeah. went, it went really well. It showed me some things we still needed to work on. It wasn't like where it is now. It's in a really better spot now. But that was the test.
1: Wow, that is a great test, and I think so many business owners should do that, because as soon as you're out of the picture, even kind of remotely for the day to travel, and then you come yeah. back in, it's like, if there's a, excuse the expression, close your, <laughs> if there's a shit show and a storm going on back mm-hmm. home, like you it gives you a real eye-opener as to what has to change and when those changes yes. have to happen.
0: I I'm ask uh, business owners and, and listeners and just do this right now. Listening is, is think about, you know, how far could you step away from your business? So could you, could you jump in the car, put your phone down, take a 30 minute drive and not get nervous, get that pit in the stomach. And some entrepreneurs are like, no, I, I am tied to my phone. Hey, yeah. can you just go to a lunch appointment, to a lunch appointment, not get distracted? Could you do a half day? Could you do a day and and pull that, <laughs> you know, pull that time frame out until it really starts like nagging at your gut. And then that's kind of that magic point where you can go, okay, like I can leave my team alone without me to make decisions, call the shots for this amount of time. And then, you know, what happens at that amount of time where you start to get pulled back in? And then from there, you have to address those issues, you know, give more space. So it's this constant, you know, you're running a marathon a a couple of steps at a time. Yeah. And we've all been there, right? We've all, we've all been there. It doesn't, that stuff doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Yeah
1: right. And my understanding, too, is that it never changes, <laughs> which is kind of funny because as I'm doing this and I'm hiring or I'm yeah. talking to people that have bigger and bigger businesses or help people with even bigger, and bigger, biggest businesses. And it seems that you know, the problems are always the same. It's always you know mm-hmm. me, <laughs> yeah. you, know, I'm yeah. always going to be the problem in my business no matter what, and even yeah. you know until the day you sell it, and then they become the problem in the business and mm-hmm. And that carries on. So, it and it's yeah. fascinating to me because it's, um, initially when I got into business, it was, it was like, these people have this magic sauce that I don't understand. And as soon as I understand what the magic sauce is, I'm gonna be able to run businesses. And then I'm realizing that this elixir is just constantly changing as it's getting stirred. And yet the premise it of it is exactly the same all the time. It's always yeah. a matter of marketing, sales. <laughs> you know finances it's always the messaging it's always mm-hmm. what's going on for the business owner and it's kind of funny that there's just really the business is simple i'm going to have a conversation with you i'm going to ask for a sale and you're going to give me money mm-hmm. that's it and yet no matter where we're at <laughs> growing our businesses yeah we always have the same problems going on and it's i think it's easy
0: it's easy as a business owner to look at another business owner Right, you have a guest on the podcast oh my gosh like they have figured it out and they've made it it's like not like we, we front as business owners, right? We post all the winnings and the beautiful, awesome, awesomeness, five stars on social media. But now at the end of the day, you know, you're running a hundred thousand dollar company, seven figure, eight figure. I had breakfast with a billionaire and he's having the same mm-hmm. at the core issue, the same issue. It was a miss set and alignment of expectations between him and an employee. And now there's, there's lawsuits. It just has six more zeros Zero. like, a, lot, a lot of zeros so if you take that away it's the same set, same stuff right humans yep. serving other humans and to the degree that we do that with excellence we get rewarded and you know i learned in my leadership journey your business will only be as healthy as you are personally so like you got to deal with your own sh- stuff <laughs> you know you got to right. deal with your past and and that, that will translate into your business you can't you know you can't shut that off at least i've i've found that and observed that with a lot of the businesses i've come in contact and, and myself in general.
1: Nice. Love it. So now you oh. are taking business owners to Spain, which is awesome. I love Spain. I'm yes. talking about Spain. Spain was my last big, I, mean, I call it big trip before, uh, the lockdown huh? and yeah. oh my yeah. God, I love Spain.
0: So where did you go? Where did you go in Spain? Uh, if you don't mind. I'd there?
1: love to say everywhere, but we didn't, we were in the kind of the south, uh, west corner and okay. we went to almost everywhere. We zigged and zagged and up and down. So we went. Okay. I wanted to go and see the. So we started in Portugal, worked our way mm-hmm. to Gibraltar, and then kind of went up yeah. in that little area. We went okay, to cool. the the old bridge. The old bridge mm-hmm. is or the new bridge. Sorry, the new bridge. The new bridge was built in eighteen hundreds. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's 1600s, new, new for them. Like yeah, that.
1: and uh, yeah, very new for them. Gorgeous town, gorgeous town, and we. We yeah. couldn't find a hotel so we drove out of town and found a uh, random bed and breakfast at like 11:30 at night and we wake yeah. up in the morning and this place is fantastic. <laughs> it's like the best Those breakfast. Are some of the so best finds ever. Those,
0: yeah, some of the stuff you don't plan for they end up being the being the best places ever. Uh, yeah. it was
1: gorgeous. We had a fireplace in our room, a little bistro right outside the door. They brought us coffee yeah. in the morning. I'm like, oh, look, "This is awesome." Little sheepies and all sorts of fun mm-hmm. stuff around. Cool. So talk to me, where do you guys go and what do you do?
0: So, yeah. And so I lived in Spain in college. I actually lived with a host family right outside of Madrid and this is, this is 21, 22 years ago, just like totally fell in love with the country. Um, I spend a lot of time in Seville, so I don't know if you made it to Seville and and Seville. But yeah, that's like my favorite spot in the world. Just so magical. And you know, the dream's always been like taking my family there. We go a lot. But uh, I wanted to take you know business owners. So we took our entire team last year uh, from all of our companies over in March. and I was like, hey, like let's let's have a fun vacation tour, culture, food, like all, all of that fun sun culture, all that. But hey, let's experience. Um, we did kind of an amazing race style, um, some challenges, adventures, once in a lifetime experiences that really stretched them out of their comfort zone. And then just debriefed on it over, you know, some wine and some amazing tapas or, you know, whatever, whatever the situation was over a week. And it was uh, an amazing experience. So we are hosting that again in 2024. But what I'm doing this year in September uh, is we're going to hike part of the Camino de Santiago. Mm-hmm. So it's that big 500 mile pilgrimage up north. Yeah. We're going to do seven 70 miles over six days. Uh, we're going to have about a dozen of us going out. Um, you know, all inclusive kind of a deal. And we're just going to really, this is to disconnect, recenter, refocus, reevaluate what's important, life, business, family, leadership, all the domains of of your life. And it's just, it's a passion I love sharing. And, um, you know, I, I've made so many connections that you're not doing a touristy, It's not like Apple vacations, where they throw you on a bus with 60 people, and you're just doing one of these. It's a very unique and authentic experience of of Spain.
1: Yeah, I love it. That is going to be fantastic. Because what I've also noticed in in spending a lot of time with the same people for an extended period of time, you actually get to know each other. It's like you can put on a facade for so long, (laughs) all of a sudden, you know, Mm -hmm. walking 10 miles a day for seven days, you're gonna have some...
0: yeah, just just traveling. I mean, you learn you yeah. learn a lot about about people when you travel with them. So, yeah, if you can right. if you can make it on a trip like that, get to the other side of it and be closer and yeah. uh, not wanting to kill each other. Because I've been in <laughs> scenarios like that, too. Um, right. Well, I think my wife, the, my wife and I, the most time we ever spent together, you know, like we're dating in college and all that. And it's like, alright we're going to go on a two week honeymoon. Yeah. Wow. Like we're, we're around each other a lot. Like, are we <laughs> we're good. We're sure about this. Yeah, we're sure. Let's let's go. Let's keep doing it. <laughs>
1: And, and the, the story I love to tell, and I think Brad hates it, but my partner is my partner in business and pleasure. And for okay. 20 years, our desks were literally an inch apart. So we worked together a lot. Um, but one time we were in London and I wanted to go and see the Chelsea arena to go and pick up some graph for my son. And so the guy goes, yeah, just go to the Harley Davidson. You can see it and just it's over there. So we walked to the Harley Davidson we looked at him. We went, "Yep, yeah, it's over there." It's a huge building, right? Like it's, it's an arena. It's a huge yep, building. Yep. So we walk across the street, and we're walking along, and and Brad's going, "Like, where's the map? Where's the map?" And I'm like, "Dude, it's right there. I I know you can't see the building right now. <laughs> it has not moved. I it's sure. over there. It, it's still right there. As soon as we uh-huh. walked to the end of this corner, and the wall is gone." That building is gonna pop right back, I assure you. Yep, <laughs> he's, yep. But he's the kind of guy that needs the map and needs the directions mm-hmm. and reads every sign that there is. And I'm just like, yes. hey, let's go on a trip. This is gonna be fun. Let's so roll. yeah, let's roll. Yeah. You get to know each other. And and from the leadership perspective, the business perspective, you really start to see how people interact with each other when they're starting to get on each other's nerves. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah. How do you how do you interact under under pressure when you don't you know when you don't speak a language? It's a it's a new culture. I got them. I didn't get them lost. That wouldn't be appropriate. (laughs) Like nobody was gonna die. So all these adventures, like we weren't swimming with sharks, jumping out of planes, but uh, I sent Uh them on you know a scavenger hunt. Here's here's a couple euros. Here's some clues. We're gonna start here. This is where you have to come back. Here's a map and go go do these things. And and it was super fun. And yeah, it was really cool to debrief. They you know at first they're like what are what are we doing what is all this and then when they finally it, it circles back and they go wow like i do this under pressure and yeah i did this here but then in business i do this under pressure in sales or operations mm-hmm. or you know whatever the whatever the niche of the of the business is but no that kind of experience we had just the fun we had together um, yep. We did a really cool experience to kind of tie everything in together uh, in Seville on one of the last days of the trip. It was it, it, once in a lifetime, it was an amazing, amazing experience.
1: I love it. Yeah. Well, and it was funny too. We were we went climbing Mount Kilimanjaro, and we're we're at like five thirty in the morning. We're right near the top, mm-hmm. and I'm getting so sick of this. What I call stomp rock was you climb up a step and then you slide down too, and you climb up a step and slide down too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm done. I'm just, I'm finished. I'm I'm out of here. And Brad goes, you didn't drag me halfway across the planet to quit now. No. That's right. And I went, what am I going to do? I'm going to go back and I'm going to wait for him? Like, that doesn't make any sense. He went, oh, okay. And the poor Sherpa goes, we go? And I'm like, yeah, we go. <laughs> so He's we like, climb these people, come on. To the top. He's like, just
0: keep, keep climbing. <laughs> yeah, just climbing. And you, got to the, and you got to the top, right?
1: We got Even to was- the top. I had yep. my six-inch stilettos. But I realized that I have a tendency that when I get sick and tired of being sick and tired, I just quit. And it's mm-hmm. almost always in business, looking back at them, like right at the 11th hour. It's like, you've yeah. got 10 minutes to go. What is your problem? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Yeah. And that was a huge breakthrough for me because yeah. it wasn't yeah. that I wasn't succeeding. It's that I was quitting before I got like the accolade that I was going for, whatever that might've been.
0: Mm-hmm. And you just can't see what's just on the other side, Besides. and and what that what that amount of effort is. Yeah, and I mean that's mm-hmm. where I see so many businesses. Oh, it didn't work out. What do you mean it didn't work out? Take take me through that. Well, you know, I I, I called this many people, or I I executed this many tasks or steps. I'm like, okay, so you were almost there. What would have happened if you know three days later that proposal or whatever it was came through? And yeah, it's it's easy it's easy to quit and. Like social media is so fake, right? Like everybody right. go to your social media. You had you had an amazing holidays. Look at the beautiful family photo in front of the Christmas tree, Christmas Eve service and the dinner and the food. It's like, no, you had in-laws there and like you were super pissed that your father-in-law and you you didn't write about that. So there's this expectation, <laughs> right? Yeah. That this this business is perfect, amazing award winning, right? And that's what Painted Baby, my my new book, is about is we paint this picture of perfection. We prevent true connection with people. We're we're each fronting and posing and and trying to kind of outdo each other whether that's a conscious or a subconscious thing and then we just overpromise overset an expectation that we know we can't meet and then we beat ourselves up because we don't meet it so I tell business owners hey stop stop pursuing and promising perfection pursue excellence mm-hmm. if you're if you're meeting with a potential client hey you know we're we're going to be better working for you today than we were a month ago and a year from now we're going to be even better than today we might screw up like our painting company we almost killed a baby painted a baby, had a paint sprayer explode on a job site. And I landed the biggest deal of our company's life when I was forced to tell this customer a story about a time I screwed up. Like he really wanted to know what I was made of and what I did in the face of adversity and challenge. And um, yeah, that really was a turning point in in the business and my life too. I, I realized I was doing that personally, professionally, in my marriage, everything. So like give yourself some space to fail and be imperfect and own it and just say, yeah, like I sucked at that right there. Or we really screwed up. Let's, let's make it right.
1: All right. The, the best line I ever yeah. heard was when somebody screwed up and it was a big screw up. Like it was a big, it was like a hundred thousand dollars screw up. And he's like, I'll put in my resignation. I'm so sorry. He goes, the boss says, are you kidding me? <laughs>
0: yeah
1: you just asked me a hundred thousand dollar learning lesson you are mine for the rest of your life <laughs> it's just like you're not going yeah. anywhere yeah like you, you yeah. learn from this and now that you know that i'm not giving you away to anybody because that's what makes us and mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. to me it was i think i was like 25 at the time when i heard it and i'm like that was pivotal it was like your yeah. ups aren't like that's that's the stuff we're made of that's the good stuff
0: <laughs> i am um, have I really great Like follow up story, I'm at dinner with a really good friend, uh, local, you know, business owner, not nonprofit um, owner here in town. And they have this family cabin that they've been going to for for years. It's about an hour out of town. Beautiful family cabin. And in January of last year, uh, this guy sits down with his insurance agent, says, hey, property values have been going up. Can we just evaluate? I want to make sure I have enough coverage in case this thing ever burns down to the ground. Right. What are the chances? But hey, let's just up the coverage. Insurance agent, great friend of his. He's like no i think you're good my friend says no i don't think we're good cost of construction so they're back and forth um agent talks him into not increasing the policy july i believe burns to the ground burns to the ground whole thing files the claim and he goes hey insur- insurance buddy um i'm obviously not going to share the agent's name we're not covered we're way undercovered. so like that's that's that insurance agent's painted baby. Like that's a bad day. I underinsured that's somebody. Bad... And they just lost everything. And he goes, um, "I'm going to file an e and claim right away." And like he he filed the claim. e and insurance is like, hold on, are you sure? He's like, dude, they're they're undercovered. Don't don't say that yet. They're they were underinsured. And he stepped right up. So, I mean, you'd be pissed wow. at your insurance agent, right? They're still great friends. So so my buddy is in the process. He has an, uh, um, a lawsuit, potentially, I don't know, or uh, an insurance claim against yes. this agent who is his friend. So he's getting all this communication and paperwork. So-and-so is suing or uh, filing suit against this guy. But they're buddies. He he did the right thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can say- <laughs> You can have your shiny poster and oh, we stand for integrity and family and boom, boom, boom. Well, yeah, but when it's on the not when it's not on the line, you can't show that. You're not showing integrity when nothing has come along that sacrifices that. So right. yeah, I encourage everybody to go screw something up really bad, not intentionally, but when it happens, <laughs> just lean into that and own it. You will hands down supersede so many companies because they're not doing it. Yeah.
1: Wow, that that is awesome. So, can you can you tell us what <laughs> with the painted baby? <laughs> like, you. you, you want to know this? right? You can't yeah, le- you leave us this. in limbo no. on that
0: one. Just us see you later next episode. No, we um. So there's a story within a story. Back in uh, 2011, sitting across from a customer, had painted for him before small projects, but very well-to-do guy lives in a big mansion on the golf course, and I'm bringing him a proposal that's four times no, fifteen times the size of a normal paint job, right? Normal paint job, $4,000, this contract, $60,000. So I walk in there and I'm very sales focused. I'm going to feature benefit, close, handle objections, you know, the old school sales. So I sit down, you know, I've got my contract. I slide it across the table and he goes, I'm not, I'm not ready to sign this. And I go, That's really weird. He always signs the contract. So we back and forth it a little bit. And I said, I pull out this shiny marketing brochure, right? It's this big full color. I don't have one, but full color brochure with all of our pictures and testimonials. I'm like, look, your testimonials even in here from when we painted for you last year. And he crumbles this thing up, throws it across the desk. He goes, your shiny marketing brochure is crap. You know it. I know it. Tell me about a time you screwed up and what you did about it. And then he just leans back and is silent and he's just sipping, sipping his coffee. And like, we're never asked that in sales, right? You, you don't show that you always put your best foot forward. So I said, fine. You know, we painted the wrong color on a house once told him about a time paint store mixed up the paint order. He's like, that's not a big deal. I'm sure you fixed it. Like that happens every week with those guys. I said, yeah, you're, you're right. So we painted the right color. We painted it on the wrong house once. So I proceeded to tell him about a time that I sent my paint crew to 2712, it was blue sky, I believe, tribe. I sent them to the court. So I just, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not a detail guy. So I just wrote down the blue sky. So they show up to the cul-de-sac. They start scraping, masking, priming, caulking this big, you know, two-story house. They call me, where's the paint? Uh, Paint, paint's on the front porch. Paint store delivered it. I'll double check. Yep, it's on the front porch next to the flower pot. They're like, there's no paint. There's no flower pot on this front porch. Where are you? Where are you guys? Let me drive over to the house. I drive over to the house. They're not there. And they're like, Matt, we have the whole house masked off. And it turns out they're, you know, two doors down and right down the street on the cul-de-sac. So that's, that's a bad day, right? So I proceed to tell Bill how we that's made that right. Owner. I'm like, all right, he'll, he'll sign the contract. Now, yeah, the guy came home. He was pissed. I was sitting in front of his house till like 4.30, 5 o'clock. And he pulls up and he goes, "What? what are you doing? Who are you? He was going to kill me.
1: Why um, are there little but, spots all over my house now?
0: Oh no, it was prime. We sprayed the primer, brushed it. I mean, it was it was like we even trimmed like we even trimmed their bushes away from the house you know, so the paint wouldn't they wouldn't hit back to the paint. So, but we make it Imagine. right. But he's still still not signing the contract. I'm like, fine. I will tell you like the worst thing. I never thought I would say these four words, but I'm gonna do it. We painted a baby. Want to hear about it? And then he, he leans in and I said, will you sign my contract if I tell you the story? He goes, I don't know. Just tell me the story. And he's he's just giving me a hard time at this point. But uh, we had a tornado come through Windsor. It's a city in northern Colorado back in 2008. It's very untypical, but it, it wrecked uh, just this path of destruction. One neighborhood in particular, we landed eight, nine paint jobs all on one street. And I had a, a crew of brothers. They were just working their way, literally all spring and summer down this street. Um, really funny characters, Bloss and Raul, they were brothers from Mexico. Uh, Spanish is first language, English is second, I'm reverse. So we're always Spanglishing together. Um, Raul liked to joke with me. Once a week, he'd call, Mateo, Mateo, I, I spilled the paint on the deck and the customer's mad. <laughs> and he'd joke with me, he'd, he'd razz me a little bit. He's the class clown, right? So we're painting this house, finishing up a house, and we had it all sprayed and trimmed out. And he's getting ready to spray with a spray gun uh, doors, little garage service door, it swings in the back of the garage with black paint. The homeowner of this home would come out every day, holding her nine-month-old baby, to bring the guys drinks, snacks, checking on them. Hey, let me order you pizzas. Just a wonderful lady. And um, he goes to pull the gun or pull the trigger, and she's standing right behind him. Boom. Paint explodes. The gun and the sprayer jam. It was like a one in a million chance, right? This happens. Boom. Paint everywhere. So he calls me and, Mateo, Mateo, come quick. The paint, the boom, the baby. Oh, my God. And I hear women screaming, baby crying, both painters hysterical. I paint the baby and just hangs the phone up. So... I pull up to like a crime scene with paint everywhere. I just follow the trail <laughs> up the driveway. Bloss, the other brothers cleaning up the drop sheets. And I just see Raul just like hands on his head, covered and covered in paint. And I'm like, where's the baby? You know, Where's mama, where's the baby? So baby's okay. Um, but again, like we're faced with a challenge right there. Um, it, we're like, do we just leave this job site? There's thousands of dollars worth of damage. We could have killed somebody, right? um and and again we we picked up that ball that we dropped and it was an accident wasn't intentional right but we made it we made it right so i'm at this sales appointment and bill is just you know he's like you he wants to hear the next the next words what's next and he goes well what did you do and i said well we made it right we did a b c we made sure they were happy we took ownership accountability you know i love that saying if you drop the ball pick it up hit a home run with it you know and then and then celebrate with the team that you did that and then go go tell everybody about it and he He goes, all right, Matt, enough, enough. Um, Boom, shakes my hand, signs the contract. You're the kind of guy I want to do business with. Um, And that was a big turning point for me because I had just put that best foot forward. I call it your shiny marketing brochure. Everybody has one. You do it in life, in marriage and family and business and everything. And it's just not, it's not real. It's not what people want to see. It's not how we connect.
1: Wow. That is an awesome story. I don't know what he would have done if he hadn't had that story. (laughs) I
0: I wonder, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, what's funny is it was such a pivotal moment for me when I wrote, when I wrote the book, because this was a, this was a marketing campaign that we did to really run with this concept. So we did this back in 2013, but when I called him, I said, Bill, I want to really make sure that our story is accurate. Can you read this just to remember that, that day, that engagement? And he's like, man, I don't really remember that. He goes, he goes, I said that. He goes, he goes, you wouldn't lie and say I said he goes, oh, yeah, I just don't remember it. He didn't even remember it as this big pivotal. He was just wow. being him, you know. Just another name, um, life of Bill. <laughs> it was, but he goes, But but you're the kind of guy I want to do business with because everything you wrote about that and how you handle things is true. And um, yeah, we've built a lot deeper relationships. So yeah, we decided to take the story big. We uh, posted this all over um Buses and benches and direct mail and, you know, got my daughter, brought her into the office, threw paint all over. She, she went from uh, excited to happy, to laughing, to pissed and crying. Um, (laughs) But she gets a royalty of every book that anybody buys. So it'll go towards her wedding, college, business, probably business fund.
1: Well, you had to get a picture of her crying because, you know, (laughs) it wouldn't have been accurate.
0: (laughs) We've got some on the website. Yeah, we've got the the whole shoot. Yeah, it's cute.
1: (laughs) Hilarious. So and now you're writing another book,
0: yeah? Painted Babies, my my second book. Yeah, my first one I wrote 2011. Mm -hmm. uh, Become an award-winning company. So it shows business owners how to plug into a process to win business awards, and then how to leverage those for free marketing and PR exposure. It's a really untapped secret that doesn't take that much money, and if you just spend a little bit of consistent time and follow a formula, you can really go from an unknown brand to Best of top award-winning. Again, that's your shiny marketing brochure, right? So you yeah. got to follow it up with with this. These books are like a one-two, um, but it, it's a good way mm-hmm. to get because mm-hmm. people don't want to just hear about your screw-ups. You can't just go yeah. tell them all your
1: well. And you have know, to have tell some tell successes under your belt before you start yes. bragging about your screw-ups. <laughs> well, I, I find that I got, if you yeah, only have screw-ups, yeah. they don't really, you know, want to hire you that bad. <laughs>
0: You know, when you have this epiphany, right? Like <laughs> this, this moment of realization, you want to go tell everybody about it. That's what this was. I came back to the office and I said, Hey team, I put my, we had a whiteboard. I go, we just, I just closed 62,000 and change. Whoa. What did you do? I told him painted baby. They're like, there's no way you did that. I said, well, I'm going to go do it on all next 10 appointments and I'll come back. And, and I want to prove it to you with numbers. Cause you have to prove it with numbers, right. right. To, to, to have the results. And I got zero of those jobs because all I did was come out. Hey, I'm Matt. I'm the owner of MD Painting. And you want to hear about the time we painted the wrong color, the wrong house. We painted the baby. We screwed shit up. And they're like, yeah, we want to think about this. And they never called me back. So it, there's a place and a time where you, you know, before you hit them with the clothes, you mm-hmm. say, hey, before we do this, can I just get real with you? And you hit them with the hook and you share the story. You bring them in, you tie them in. Uh, there's an art to it. And uh, yeah, but you have to have some awards, some credibility and, um, and and that takes time, you know?
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. So the book is out. This is awesome. You're taking people to Spain in 2024. Is
0: that right? So September 5th through the 14th of 2023, Mm -hmm. uh, we're hiking the Camino And and all this is at Matt Matt shop.com. You can find it. And then the ultimate immersion experience 2024 dates are still to be decided. We have the trip about 70% full right now. There's only a few spots, Mm -hmm. uh, but we're just, we're we're waiting till we get a little bit closer. We're going to coordinate. It's a very small intimate group. So we just coordinate around everybody's schedules and families and businesses and their lives.
1: (laughs) What people have lives a little bit. Yeah. that's awesome can i take you away
0: can i take you away from your family for like 10 days to go to spain like yeah the spouses are really really excited about it
1: (laughs) exactly and she's going yeah go ahead take them i'm going to be in madrid (laughs) bye-bye
0: some some are bringing spouses because they're they're working together like like you and your partner are in business and then some are actually going to fly in on the back end and meet them there and then they're going to go do their own thing yeah
1: fun fun that's awesome so when you're not travel globe trotting and uh you know writing books. What else are you
0: doing? So I've got a passion for Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I'm, I'm a family guy. So I literally, you know, wake up, get the kids to school every day. I'd like to be here local. I'm traveling more with speaking as the kids get older, but uh, I got bullied pretty severely growing up and um, I didn't have the tools on how to handle it and deal with it. And I found Brazilian Jiu Jitsu kind of by accident when I was about 26, 27 years old and uh, fell in love with it. Um, that just hobby turned into competing, Uh, then it turned into a business, kind of a fun roundabout story. Never planned to have a business, but but now we do. And I run the kids program. So yeah, very passionate about that. And I'm actually working on, it's in my brain right now, it's starting to get out onto paper, but uh, a kid's book, uh, just talking about how to face and confront and deal with bullies and how jujitsu is a wonderful tool to stand, you know, strong and firmly, but also gently and kindly. In front yeah. of other people and have the confidence to do that.
1: Nice. Love that. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, but then... it's
0: it, it kind of looks like wrestling in pajamas to people that don't <laughs> really know what it is, which is also you can, fun. Choke, you can choke somebody or like crank their arm and then they tap out and then you just hit reset <laughs> and then you give them a big hug and go have a beer or a lunch or, and then you're really, really close friends.
1: <laughs> it's a guy thing, I'm sure. But...
0: <laughs> guys, yeah, girls do it. Guys do no, it. I mean, yeah, they'll uh, beat it's, each it's other fun. up
1: and then go and have coffee
0: afterwards. You I should guess. see the, you should see the women though when the women learn my daughter, my daughter's 12 and she, um, was, was showing her skills to like this 15 year old boy the other day and just working on him. It's all about <laughs> how does a smaller opponent yep. uh, defeat use leverage technique, timing to really use somebody else's strength against them. Yep. Um, and it's, it's a fun, it's a fun thing.
1: That was awesome. Matt, you've been absolutely amazing and awesome. Um, uh, any last words for our peeps?
0: You know, wherever you're at in your journey, life, leadership, business, uh, it, it starts with a first step and, and a next step and a next step. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. Uh, keep moving forward. Things take longer than you think they're going to take. And uh, the the best thing I ever did was to learn from, you know, fill your brain, go out and pursue things like this, your podcast resources to to make your life better. And um, you really can create and pave your own path in your in your own way and just keep, keep rocking at it. And uh, yeah, I always tell people I do a morning coffee video every morning. You know, I say, I love you. I believe in you. You've got this, go get it.
1: Love that. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And I know how valuable it is. Awesome. Thanks. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Thank you for listening to 7 to 8. If you're interested in upping your speaking game, be sure to connect with our guests with the links in the show notes and connect with me to see how we can help you get your tech done for you and help your speaking dreams come true.